0: Hello there, ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of Cookie Cast. Today on CookieCast, it's the Football Podcast and we are a man down. I'll let you make your mind up why. There are rumours doing the rounds. Don't listen to those rumours. They are just rumours. But make your own mind up. Yes, we are still soldiering on with the Football Podcast. Uh, I believe we are only a man down for a week, so uh, there we go. Before we get started, please do consider like, share, subscribe and comment, leave reviews, share with your mates, if you like football and your friends like football and you listen to the podcast, slide it their way, see if they like it, see if they want to subscribe. Anyway, let's get going, so here we go, this is CookieCast, the football podcast.
1: Recording in progress. The good lady, she does not lie. Recording is indeed in progress. Welcome along, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to another uh, enthralling installment of the Cookie Cast Football podcast. It has dawned on me over the last few weeks that I have been very rude and not introduced my co hosts. Um, you may notice the YouTube watchers that one of our co hosts is conspicuous by his absence. And I don't think it's because I haven't introduced him on the previous podcast, and that he's quitting anger. So if he's listening to this, apologies, Stuart. I uh, will strive to be a better man for the weeks that you're back. Well, join him in this week is the the, uh, the, the 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 person that the cook that the the podcast is named after, Mister Andrew Cook. How are you, sir? Uh,
0: well, I am well. I, I'm. I'm a little bit apprehensive of having to fill such mighty shoes this week but stew I'm going to try and do you proud I've been practicing my whole accent it sounds a lot like this
1: sounds uncanny like a yorkshire slash base manchester accent but yeah we'll uh, we'll come round to that and uh as we said, obviously, conspicuous by his absence, of his jealousy, not on the podcast this week. But we do have Nottingham Forest's finest, Matthew Muir. Hello. How are you, Matthew? I'm all right. How are you? Very well, thank you. Very well. Let's jump into it then. Obviously, the transfer window has... I believe seven days left to run. Yes, I've just checked my calendar in the bottom corner of this particular screen, and it does say 24th of August. So we have seven days left for the transfer window to run so for the, for the next seven days there will be uh, plenty of ins and outs who knows, maybe Nottingham Forest will sign another 11 players um, but we'll, uh, we'll get to that later on so, from a Middlesbrough perspective um, just the one in, go outs this week, but they have signed Rodrigo Muniz a striker on loan from Fulham for the season that name should be fairly familiar with the podcast listeners if they were seen from last season, as it is a player that Middlesbrough were linked with before he joined Fulham in last season's uh, January, sorry, August transfer window. Um, he's been a bit surreptitious on his Twitter account because every time that something comes up in his feed that's linked to Middlesbrough or something like that, he normally puts the old sideways-looking eyes emoji or the winking emoji or the thumbs-up emoji and stuff like that. So it sounds like he's got his uh, Twitter shit in head firmly firmly logged in. Uh, but he's joined on a season-long loan. Um, as of time of recording, this one isn't confirmed, but is highly rumoured. Um, they've been after a left-sided centre-back all throughout the window. And apparently they've now got their man, Matt Clark, as uh, potentially joining today from Brighton and Hove Albion for between 2 and £2.5 million. He's a left-footed centre-back, and obviously we'll play on that left side of the three. That is balance that Chris Wilder wants. Wants a left-footer on the left-hand side, right foot on the right-hand side. And, I don't know, a guy who's ambidextrous in the middle, or just basically sits there and doesn't move. He's got to be the anchor. I did say anchor, just for those listening on the audio version. Uh, but yeah, um, that one's not over the line yet, but apparently is due to be completed at some point this week. So that's Matt Clark. Um, uh, Matt, turn over to you. I believe uh, just just the one in permanent. There is uh, some
2: others rumored, I believe, at Forest, but just one in. Uh, yeah. So the one, the one in, is and um, depending on who you believe is, is kind of thing. So finally. After a saga that's gone on since I mean, possibly the playoff semi finals, playoff final kind of thing, finally Forrest signed Morgan Gibbs White for an initial 25 million uh, and with a possible 17.5 million in add ons. Apparently, 10 million of that is easy. I presume it's 10 million if we stay in the Premier League, possibly. I think. Uh, uh, with rumours, the other ones are are as far-fetched as some of uh, Mr. Cook's predictions for Forrest, I think. I think it required like European qualifications, top four finishes, uh, that, that type of thing, I think. Given Mr. Cook's prediction, could it be argued that he was the one doing the transfer negotiation right there we'll just get that one in for us get that one in for us yeah kind of thing I, it, it's, I think it's one of them ones where he's a, he's a player that I hadn't seen very much add it to the list of players that I've definitely called names on this podcast in the recent past during the playoff run when emotions were high and then you have to turn around and change your mind about him Um, I mean he made He made his debut on Saturday that we'll discuss in a bit and look lively. Um, I think he will be a player. We've kind of discussed about how the squad will bed in and add in so many players to that kind of thing. I think it seems to have settled in quite nicely. Um, But I think he will be one that will go straight into the team. Um, He's a player that's been worked with Steve Cooper at England Under-17 level. He worked with him at Swansea two seasons ago, um, and obviously is somebody that well, Steve Cooper rates and I presume uh, as like as they kind of we discussed the structure of forest um recruitment is, is is something that's agreed across ownership and the recruitment structure within the club with like the CEO and scouts and stuff like that. So yeah, a lot if you look at the headline figure, it seems like it's a lot of money up front, um, twenty-five million. And I think it's this kind of thing of, and I kind of gone a kind of side rant here. Sky put on the most that Forest are going to pay for each player, as in their running total. So I think it totted up at one hundred and forty-three million the other day. But realistically, if you take away a lot of the add-ons, so Nico Williams got add-ons in his deal. Uh, Mangala has got add-ons in his deal uh, I think Dennis has got add-ons in his deal, uh, obviously um, this, Morgan Gibbs White has got um, add-ons in his, so there's a lot of players who Forrest have added to the team have got add-ons so the, the headline amount looks high uh, it, you know, and you know the, the number of players is also high uh, but I think the recruitment was needed and the amount that they've actually paid up front now is probably closer to the 100 million mark, kind of thing. So before people kind of start, was it someone had said that Forrest was skewing the market in the Premier League? You know, that's wonderful as, as Chelsea go and bid 60 million for a player who's played half a season at Everton. Something like 30 games yeah. total, I think it was that he's played. So between Chelsea paying that and Man United paying nearly seventy million for a what twenty nine year old thirty year old, all right, yeah, we're skewing the market. Yeah, it's, it's it's always the people in glass houses throwing stones, though, isn't it? So
1: it, it's it's the it's the football transfer market. at the, end of it it. the day. It's <laughs> been it's been overinflated for a long time, so it's not it's not surprising that Forest are just the latest in a long line of teams that are having to pay over the odds for players who are not proven. But I, th- I think it's i think it's a good bit of business in that he's young enough that he has resale value if things don't go right for him. Um, but his pace alone is frightening. He is one of the quickest players I think I've ever seen.
2: There was a, um, a, bit, there was a bit of skill when he came on at the weekend and he just megged, megged two guys and yep. then got the byline and put in a really kind of dangerous cross that led to a chance, and I think you need that little bit of, you know, we saw it, not not talking about any of the three clubs that we support, but you saw that this weekend with Man City against Newcastle, and same Max Man had, had Man City on, like, just absolutely scared stiff, weren't they, kind of thing, and it was quite impressive to see, to be honest
1: what there pretty, uh, pretty much I certainly agree with that um, and uh, not an out of as so, uh, sort of uh, not an out of sorts as he's a free agent but I did see today that apparently Lewis Graben has a, agreed his next club mm-hmm. and he's agreed to join Saudi Arabian side Al Ali didn't say for how long just that he was joining them on a they agreed terms on a deal so fair enough
2: he's obviously decided he's had enough of English football it was one of them ones where it was rumored repeatedly kind of thing you'd get to it's been a good two or three Christmases where it's like grabs might be on the way this this uh, this uh, Saudi club have, have offered offered to buy him all right and then obviously when lamucci went and left Forest and then got a job out there it was like grabs might be on the way and you're like all right kind of thing you know I think you know what 36 years old you know we've just seen Joe Lolly go to the Australian League we discussed that last week and he's a lot younger um, this one yeah go and, make, go and make a bit of money because he perhaps he will have made a lot of money playing football at championship level but you know go if you can go and make a little bit more money in Saudi Arabia or somewhere else then fair enough you know he's good player you know if we if we could have had one of them seasons where he scored quite a lot of goals and if we had a bit more of a team to back it up then maybe we could have been promoted earlier um, but just yeah always kind of either petered out at the wrong time or just wasn't quite on the right side to kind of thing but kind of glad that we went up, glad that he's kind of moved on to another team
1: Absolutely, and um, he's not here this week to give us the uh, the whole lowdown. So I suppose I'll pick up the slack and do it for him. So Hull have signed two players this week. Um, Ryan Woods, a central midfielder, has signed for an undisclosed fee from Birmingham, and they've also signed another central midfielder on a season-long loan from Arsenal with an option to buy at the end of it. Um, I'm obviously gonna get this wrong as this name is incredibly hard to pronounce, but I believe it's I know it's Salah Edin Ulad Mhand or Mand. Andy was looking at me there as if he wanted to have a go at pronouncing this one.
0: Um no. No. no? Because no? the moment you were like, this one's gonna be a tough one to pronounce, I was like, oh, this should be fun. If you're thinking it's gonna to be tough. Obviously. I'll be looking out for a, for a shirt with that name on.
1: Well, this is the thing, because obviously it'll be the latest in a long line of which name does he have put on the back of his shirt, because he's got five to choose from, or four to
2: choose from. So, we'll see. We'll keep an eye on it, but um, I, I mean, might not, have to being, add it. not being kind of thinking. but the Mahan's thing is, I mean, that's ripe for uh, comedy, that isn't it? But, you know, we'll leave it for now.
1: Well, and uh, he's, 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 he's in Yorkshire and his name's got our lad in it, basically. Oh, wow. So he's going to be a hit with the locals isn't he? let's be honest. Uh, not a signing as such, but uh, I don't know if this was covered in last week's podcast, but I'll give it anyway. Um, Said back, Jacob Greaves has signed a new four-year contract with the club um, amid uh, interest and apparently bids from Middlesbrough. But he uh, he's signed a new four-year deal, so in theory, he's tied himself down at the club for the next four years. Um, two outs from the club this week goalkeeper David Robson has joined Crawley Town on a loan deal until January, I believe he's just a youngster uh, so wasn't really anywhere near the uh, the first team picture in the first place um, so it just gives him a chance to go out and get some first team experience and um, uh, podcast favourite from a couple of seasons ago striker Malik Wilkes uh, sorry, Malik Wilkes uh, has joined Sheffield Wednesday for an undisclosed fee um I think he found it a lot easier in League One than he did in League uh, in the Championship, couldn't really make the step up sadly uh, like the rest of the team could. Uh, so he's dropped back down to League One with Sheffield Wednesday and who knows hopefully it'll pan out for him and he'll be able to get a few more goals. Um, just to wrap up the the sort of the news section a little bit of sad news from a Middlesbrough perspective in that a Borough legend David Armstrong passed away on Sunday the 21st of August aged tw- uh, 67 He is one of Middlesbrough's all-time leading appearance makers for the club, having played 431 times. He's also the club's club's record holder for the most consecutive appearances in a row, having played 305 games between March 1973 to August of 1980. Just goes to show that um, the, the players these days who moan that they can't play two games in a week need to look at something like that and just... Get on with it, basically. We yeah, have 305 games in a row for seven years. Uh, he scored 77 goals in total before leaving the club to join Southampton in 1981. Um, he had a couple of years at Southampton uh, and then he finished his career at Bournemouth. Um, but yeah, uh, a real sort of club legend there. That's uh, that's passed away at quite a young age. So sad news there. So that covers the transfers. It opens us up for the predictions from last week. So I believe that um, after last week, after week three's predictions, Matt took the week uh, took the week's win with uh, with four points from the four games. Um, obviously there's uh, there's five games to go through this week, so we'll dive straight in with the first game of the week, which was Everton versus Nottingham Forest. Uh,
2: Mister Mister Moore, how did this one finish? So it finished 1-all. So a 1-all draw. Um, Forrest took the lead late on, on 82 minutes. A very nice finish from Brennan Johnson. Um, So, yeah, Ryan Yates had a shot from outside of the box, saved by England's uh, Jordan Pickford, and uh, Brennan Johnson was there to follow it up and slot it past him looked like Forrest were going to take three points uh, to get us down to you know six down, six to go. Uh, but I think it was that moment where you kind of realised, oh yeah, we've still got a little bit to learn because it was a real kind of noddy goal that they conceded because it was just a Pickford clearance straight up to the middle. Everybody kind of looked towards each other. And uh, Damari Gray ran through on goal and... Slotted it past the Dean Henderson in the forest net uh, after 88 minutes. So a one all draw. I think if you would have said at the start of the game, you got, you've taken a point away from that, which is probably a team that's going to be around where you are at the end of the season. You'd be happy with it. But scoring a goal at 82 minutes, take the lead, and conceding considering the goal that they, uh, that they did... It kind of leaves you a little bit kind of disappointed that you kind of dropped two points as opposed to gained one. Um, yeah, it's a bit daft. Some of the things I've seen online a bit daft about blaming Joe Worrell and saying that he's not up to the Premier League and stuff like that, which is really silly considering what a stalwart he was last season. Um, but yeah, one all draw. Uh, yeah, great.
1: So, from a predictions perspective. Both Matt and Andy had gone for a pair of 1-0 Nottingham Forest wins with Johnson to score the goal. That close, lads. That close to getting the full boat of like, everything correct. Myself and Stu, however, both went for 1-1 draws. I went for Rondon to score the goal for Everton. Stu went for Lingard to score the goal for Forrest. So we were both wrong there. However, I had Johnson to score for Forrest and Stu had Gray to score for Everton. So from the game week one, sorry, from game one of week four, sorry, myself, uh, sorry, Matt and Andy, one point each. Not a bad start. Myself and Stu were taking three delicious, tasty points into the second game of the week. But before we discuss the second game of the week, we are just going to take a momentary pause and then come straight back to you. So hold on to your seats, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back. Recording in progress. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Like I said, we won't be gone for long. And the second game of week four's predictions, we dive straight back in for Reading versus Middlesbrough. Now, this one was, uh, by all by all accounts, meant to be Middlesbrough's first win of the season. Nice and easy. Didn't turn out that way, sadly. Um, apparently, this is, uh, according to uh, BBC Radio Tees. this was... Uh, Quite, quite comfortably, Middlesbrough's worst performance of the season, uh, which was even confirmed by the manager himself later on in the uh, the radio breakdown and uh, ended with Reading winning 1-0. Uh, the goal was scored by Tyrese Fauna, who just so happens to be on loan at the club from Nottingham Forest. Um yeah, not, not really a great deal to say about this one. It looked as if Middlesbrough, which weren't at the races for the entire of the game, I watched had the highlights on the ITV show and not a great deal came came about. It was a, a, a pretty poor show. Um, they uh, just never really got going. Um, just, just all in all, uh, a bad, a bad day at the races really um, and from a predictions perspective not really great <laughs> as um, nobody had Reading to score a goal let alone win the game um, we had um, Stu and Andy both went for 1-0 Middlesbrough wins with McGree and Fours getting the goals and uh, both me and Matt were ultra optimistic, terrible. I went for three nil away wins. Uh, I had Akpom to get the uh, to get the first and fours to get two, whereas Matt had fours, Jones and McNair to score. Obviously that wasn't the case and um, yeah, sadly, Middlesbrough get no points and neither do any of the predictors for this week. We move on to the third game of the week. Where West Bromwich Albion took on Hull City. Um, now this one is sort of a derby in, in the fact that obviously we've got Mr Mudman Mudmancy, who again isn't here to give us his perspective on the game, um, but um, my my better half, shall we say, uh, is uh, from a family of. Baggy supporters, so we could argue that there's a little bit of needle in this one for uh, between Amy and Stew. Um, there were no texts going back and forth on this one, um, however. So uh, the, uh, the the game itself actually was a bit of a one-sided one sided one and finished five two in favour of West Bromwich Albion. Um, yeah, uh, quite brutal from a, from a whole perspective. Uh, the, the five goal scorers for West Brom were Elder, Swift, Furlong, Grant and O'Shea, whereas the two goals for, uh, for Hull were scored by Estoupignan. Uh, some notes that Hull, uh, Stu did give me about the game um, was that it took a while to get started and uh, obviously Hull were pretty much out of the game before it became a contest. Uh, the one bright spark though that came from the game was that there's a partnership building between Tete and Estupinian and the fact that Tete was the assist maker for both of the Estupinian goals, you'd imagine those two will be the preferred partnership up front whilst uh, Elias Syed Manesh is sidelined with his hamstring injury. From a predictions perspective uh. Andy was the optimist on this one and went for a 1-0 Hull win. He did have Estupinian to score though, so doesn't get any points for the prediction, but does get a point for the goal scorer. Matt had a 1-1 draw with Tufan to score the goal for Hull and Grant to score the goal for, uh, for West Brom, so does get a point there for the goal scorer, but no points for the score. Um, Stu had a 1-0 West Brom win with Grant to score the goal So I get two points there Uh, And I had a 2-0 West Brom win with Wallace Who didn't score And Grant who did So I too get two points So after three games of the week uh, Matt and Andy both tied on two points for the week Whereas myself and Stu with five points we move on to the final game of the week from a predictions perspective and it was Cup Football where we had Grimsby Town taking on at Nottingham Forest. Uh, Matt,
2: do you want to give us a little uh, breakdown on how this one went? Yeah, I think it's a much changed Forest side. I don't think there was many, if any, uh, of the side that played at the weekend in the team again, in the team. Uh, some youngsters, some youngsters got to make their debut. I think one that came on was sixteen to to play. Um, some of the kind of fringe players that have joined in the summer, so Biacone Be- kind of played. Kuyate uh, uh, played. Dennis Emmanuel Dennis made his debut. Um, yeah, so a lot of a lot of those kind of fringe players that had not got a run out kind of got to play. Um, and speaking of which, so Forest won three nil. So the uh, scoring was opened by Ryan Yates, a little kind of chip in by Emmanuel Dennis, and I, I loved it on on Twitter. "Quote: Great finish. He shinned it into the top corner. I mean, let let's <laughs> yeah. not let's not kind of call it anything else he it <laughs> into the top corner." I thought it was uh, just to sort of dive in. Sorry to sorry
1: to sort of interrupt, but it was quite funny because. I can't think it was. I can't remember who was doing the coverage on Sky Sports, um, but they said something along the lines of, "Yeah, Yates has scored the goal. He looks as though he can't quite believe that he scored it." And I don't know if it's because he hit it with his left foot, but he's obviously right-footed, or the other way around, or something. Yeah, like. but yeah, yeah. Watching it, watching it back, I was like, "Oh, there's absolutely no chance he meant to do
0: that,"
2: oh, and he's got no. so lucky with it. But then again, that's Ryan Yates for you. So carry really? on. Most of the time when somebody shins a shot like that, it ends up in the crowd. Or hitting the corner flag or something like that kind of thing. It was not a... a, But it went in. um, And then... um, Then Sam Surridge popped up. And I think, you know, we've never kind of... like We've talked about what a good finisher he is before on the podcast. And uh, two really nice finishes. Yeah. either either side of either side of half time just to kind of put the put the tighter bed so then Forrest could take some players off, put, put again like some more youngsters on to give them a run out. Um just to kind of see where they're at. Um <clears throat> I think Sam Surridge is one of them ones where either he'll be at Forest for a while and be that player that pops in and perhaps gets a goal here and there. Or come January we'll probably sell him for like five, six million to a club in the championship that's trying to get up because he'll go and score goals for them kind of thing. But um good finishes against the League two side. Um could potential potential banana skin if you like that kind of cliches. But into the next round of the cup.
0: Absolutely.
1: I think with Surridge there's always a possibility obviously we get the transfer window still open that someone will panic and they might either Sticking a cheeky loan offer for him, or just say, listen, is five million, Like, test the waters, see if they see if they're willing to
2: sell. I, I think at the moment, I think, he's, at, he's, long, well, it's I think at the moment, with with the fact we've only got, including him, three strikers at the club. I don't think he'll go anywhere at the moment. Um, I think you like you noticed last night, Lyle Taylor wasn't on the bench, which is kind of. You know, it's hinting at something loan slash tran- You know, leaving the club kind of thing. I think there's an element with his contract where it's a little bit too much for some clubs kind of thing, and he's got a similar kicker to Harry Arter, I think, as well. So I think his uh, his contract might have gone up a year and increased in money, uh, which makes it difficult to move him on. Um, but obviously, he he's you know he's possibly leaving the club in the next few days. So I don't think they'll let Surridge go. And I think there's more of a kind of Surridge might be able to come become something. Where with Lyle Taylor, I think everyone's pretty gone. He wasn't great in the championship, so he's not going to be any better in in the Premier League. He's probably found his level. Whereas Sam Surridge might be that. He's not as good as Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, but he might be that player that comes on late in a game that can kind of get you an extra goal. or He, he is. I would call him a finisher, an old-school finisher. He, he'll finish a chance. He doesn't need like a massive, a massive amount of chances. I think he's scored nine goals for Forrest on 26 chances, and 20 of those have gone on target. Which I think is that you know when you say 20 shots on target, that then you take into account rebounds, so put, you, know, in, in, you know, creating extra chances. So yeah, you know, and, that, and that's not starting games as well. I think that you know, to look at 26 games for Forest, how many of those were actual where where he actually started? Yeah. You know, so it's, it's it's that sort of thing where you look at his like goals per minute played. it's probably like
1: quite healthy and stuff like that. I think as well with him, he's that he's that striker who offers something a little bit different because he's a bit he's a he's a different sort of build to how Brennan Johnson is or. One years or Emmanuel Dennis's, so he's he's got he's got a bit more like he's a bit taller, maybe a bit more sort of like to his like to his game where he can play it into feet, or maybe just knock it long and see if he can hold it up and bring someone else into play. Um, Like we said, who knows? Give it a week. If he's if he's still there, there might there might be tempted to send him out on loan with a recall like clause and stuff like that, but. From the predictions perspective, um, we all had a 9 Forest Forrest win. Uh, Stu, Matt and Andy all had 2-0 Forest wins. So we're that close, again, to getting a bang-on result. Um, unfortunately, Andy had Lingard and Taylor to score. Now, there was a Taylor in the squad, but it was not the Taylor we had in mind. So that's zero points, there from a score perspective, but a point for the correct result. So well done, Andy. And... Um, Mr Moore had 2-0 Forrest with Taylor, again, to score. Didn't even make the squad. But he did have Surridge to score. So, two points there for Mr Moore. Stu, again, 0-2. That had Taylor and Mighton to score. I think Mighton played, but obviously did not score. Um, I, on the other hand, went for a 1-3. Uh, with Maguire-Drew to score for Grimsby. Incorrect. Um... Emmanuel Dennis to get off the market of for Forrest. That didn't happen. But I did have, uh, I did have uh, Sam have to score twice. So two points there. Plus the one point for the result. So from a week's perspective. Um, over the course of the four games. Mr Cook. Three points. Perfectly perfectly acceptable. Uh, Mr Moore, You got yourself four points for the week. Stu. Six points for the week. Taking the win. I did manage to get eight points this week, so big juicy points on offer. I can see Matt there just thinking, probably should get some sort of independent adjudicator to check these ones to make sure he's not just making shit up. But I can assure you, I'm not that sort of bloke. I'm not one to, uh, to twist the, to twist the the, the, the the stats to you know fit my own agenda, as it was. But oh yes, there we go. Another week's predictions. In oh Sorry, another week's results in the bag, which moves on to week five's predictions. We start with the man who is absent and therefore cannot go last. Or can he, if he's already supplied his predictions? Uh, we have Hull City taking on the, uh, the team in the championship that's played less games than anybody else in Coventry City, as their home stadium is... Appalling um, I'll give Stu's prediction last But I will jump in here With my prediction That I've gone for a Slender 1-0 home win With Tete To score the goal I get the feeling I may hear a similar Sort of prediction From the man I'm going to come to next So Mr Cook What is your prediction?
0: When you say similar Just do the, the Ditto marks Because that is exact See I've been waiting I've been mean, biding my time. I didn't want to go in right on the first game by predicting Titties to score. So <laughs> I've been waiting week in week out. It's like it's too soon. It's too soon. But I thought this week was my week. Uh, yes, I have also gone with one 0 and uh, Tete. Is it
1: is it too is it too much to try and make a joke that the support that Tete brings is is just great so far. I'm sure there's one in there uh, Matt um, before we uh, you know get ourselves
2: in trouble what's your prediction for this one well I was going to say you just can't be diving straight in on the tatay's you've got it <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I have gone I because I've been looking and Coventry have conceded quite a lot of goals so I've gone for a 3-1 hull win Ooh.
1: Coventry City doing the uh, Doing the sterling work of keeping Middlesbrough off the bottom of the championship table. (laughs) Good good work, lads. Well done. Keep it up.
2: Uh, Your three goal scorers for home. I've gone Tufan. Tuf. uh, Tete. Tete. And Estepena. I've I've not predicted it yet, so I better get on that.
1: And your goal scorer for Coventry. Godden. Godden. Gordon. Now, I don't suppose it matters for the book, but is it double D? (laughs) Yeah. I didn't even mean that. (laughs) That is superbly done inadvertently. We'll move on. Uh, So, the Hull fan has gone for a 2-1 Hull City win with, no surprise, Tete to score. (laughs) So if he doesn't score this weekend, we're all S.O.L. And Estupinian with Uchuresh to get the goal for Coventry City. Be interesting to see if he's still a Coventry City player within a week's time. The next game we are up, we have my team, Middlesbrough, taking on Swansea City of the Championship. Mr Woodmansey has again given me his bridge with this, so he's going to dive straight in with a 1-0 Middlesbrough
2: win with Moat score the goal. Matt? Again with my research I've been seeing that uh, Swansea have been conceding a lot of goals as well. So this one is goal fest. A 3-2 Middlesbrough win. Do you know what? I'll take it.
1: Any way it comes. If it goes in off someone's tetes for example. So Your gun
2: scorers, please. I've gone Crooks Bores And hopefully, at some point, he's gonna hop up off the uh, mark. Hop. What is
1: it? Hoppy. Matthew Hoppy. And your Swansea goal scorers,
2: Cullen and Oberfemi.
1: Mr. Cook.
0: I have gone. Very simply, with a one-nil Borough win, uh, I put. I was I was pleased pleased to hear Matt picking Crooks to score because I put Crooks down to score, but then I had this weird feeling, that I was like, "Did somebody mention at some point something had happened? Like he'd gone somewhere, or he was injured, or something?" He he had an illness,
1: so he missed the Sheffield United game, and he's been basically eased back into the squad. There we go. But you are going Crooks to score. I am you? yes very nice i agree with two of you in that i've gone for a slender one nil win this is probably going to be scrappy as anything and just needs to be one of those games where they just get it done get the win no matter how hard, how, how hard it is to get it just get the win get off the mark from a from a wins perspective and just get some points on the board please so i've gone for a one nil win with fours to score the goal move on to Sunday's games and we have Premier League action once again uh, it takes place at the city ground and Nottingham Forest take on Jed Spence's Tottenham Hotspur. Now whether they are Jed Spence's Tottenham Hotspur for uh, much longer is uh, to be seen as if uh, if reports are to be believed that he's already kicked up a bit of a stink that he's not in the first team plan um, listen far be it for me to say that he's you know a, a problem a problem player he never did sort of that stuff at Middlesbrough you know he gave he gave a lovely heartfelt thank you to the to the club when he oh oh no sorry we'll 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 move on uh, I have gone for a 2-0 Tottenham Hotspur win I think Spurs will just be a little bit too strong for Forrest in this one I've gone for Kane and Son to score the goals um Stu has gone for the exact same scoreline With the exact same goalscorers 0-2 Kane and Son Andy (laughs)
0: 2-1 to Forrest
1: Well looking for them to continue
0: The decent home form Your goalscorers Johnson and Lingard For Forrest And uh, Kane for the for the Sports.
1: our the, the second uh, the second Forest game of the week will really test Andy Cook's metal <laughs>
0: for how much
1: he backs the Forest boys. Let's just say that. Go on, Mark. Tell us how this one's going to go down.
2: I've gone for a two-one Spurs win. I think. Yeah, we've kind of discussed the defensive kind of issues. Um, I think there's just sometimes you've got to look at it and think maybe this team's just too good With Forrest's current you know, players not bedded in, you know, standard and stuff like that uh, So I've gone for Morgan Gibbs-White to get his first goal for Forrest I think he'll start this week And just a little ditto for the, uh, the, Spurs, the Spurs scorers, Kane and Son for me
1: I think. I mean, we could be wrong. Son started slow. This season, he's not; he's nowhere near the the player that he was last year. So, fingers crossed. Maybe he's just off for another week, and he
2: doesn't do what he did last season. But I think the one the one thing's going to be is is how how intimidating is the ground going to be for some of these players because. They don't play in a ground like, like Forest Ground, very often, kind of thing, and I'm I'm going to get digs in here, it, and it could I mean it could go south very quickly, but I think at the moment you go to Forest it's loud it the 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 crowd are into it they're very enthusiastic now if Spurs score early, it could go south quickly, but. You know, I would say the only ground that's equivalent to Forest's is possibly Newcastle's ground when it's that noisy. And there could be a lot of players, particularly in the Spurs team, who are intimidated by the amount of noise. It's a small ground, it's very noisy. And the reason why I'm going to get digs in here is Newcastle hasn't been like that until this season. Um, and any other small ground that's in the league, they haven't got enough fans there to make enough noise. Uh, so, Brighton. Yeah, uh, you know, like, I mean we could, we could we could list more as we go along, but uh, I'm not that petty. Um, but I might just drop them in as the weeks go by. Everton, um, you know, like I just think I think there's the possibility of the intimidation factor. I just think it could be sniffed out, snubbed, like kind of dampened down very very quickly. Yeah, I think, and I think,
1: let's be honest, with the greatest respect, like Forest, like you said. Try and win your own games, but I think even like the most ardent, like you know, people in the forest sort of camp will be thinking, "Yeah, that's probably what we want to be doing." There's certain home games would are unlikely to win, and
0: just don't get
1: stuffed. Exactly. That's, that's, that's it. Keep it stuffed. keep it tight. You know, like, you know, anything like if you can keep it to two, I'd say that's an acceptable sort of scoreline. Sort of like anyway, we'll move on and, and we'll, uh, we'll we'll come back to. Um, well, potential potential scores that could get silly in the next game. But we'll come to that in a minute. We move back to Championship Football and we have uh, QPR versus Hull City. Um, again, I've got Mr Woodman's predictions here, so I'll give that last. I'll dive in here where I've gone for a 1-1 draw with Elias Chair to score for QPR and Oscar Estupinian to score for Hull. Mr Cook.
0: I like what you've got there. I like it a lot Just take out that QPI goal And uh, we're on the same page It also says me having I, to say Estupinian
1: I see Wait I see You've, you've, you've only gone and shafted yourself
2: there 1-0 Estupinian Mr. M- Mr Moore I like what you put down uh, But instead of chair I've gone for Willock One apiece Willock
1: Anestopinion. Yes. Oh my God! Not 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 a tete in sight. This is this is terrible. Not on a Tuesday night. Yeah, well, there is that. <laughs> Although it is in London, so probably more prevalently. Than... <laughs> anyway, the resident Hull City fan has gone for a two-nil QPR win. Oh dear me. Doesn't back his boys in London. Clearly, he's gone for goals from Elias Chair and Lyndon Dykes. We move to the next to the next midweek game, which has which is actually live on the on Sky, and it is Watford taking on Middlesbrough. Um, Stew has gone for a one-one draw with Manage to score for Watford, and what more? to score for the
2: Murray. Mr Moore. I've also gone for a 1-0 draw. Okay. I've also gone for Menage. Menage. Because, I, and with that one, I was like, I genuinely don't know who he is, and could he possibly be one of the ones that are going to get sold the next week? This is the thing, forever. it's a case, of, when it comes to Watford, it's
1: a case of, they're basically having a fire sale on anyone that plays in the front third. So. Yeah.
2: So, Who knows who's going to be there this time next week? Exactly. I was like, you could put Saw down, but he might be at Villa, he might be at Everton, he might be at Forest. Yeah. yeah, uh, Was he Pedro as well? Yeah, he's been linked with Newcastle and
1: other places as well. Um, Your middle middle goal scorer? Akpom. Akpom Still nursing an injury, so it could be a couple of weeks, but he might be fit for that. I think there's an outside chance that he could make that one. Mr Cook?
0: Watford Nil Middlesbrough Two
2: Woohoo We've
1: given him an extra one
2: i about all both and pushed all right, it out
0: sure. What more
2: What more
0: And fours
1: Fours. You boys are all way too optimistic I don't think Borough have got a, re- a decent result in Watford in in certain number of years here I, I honestly cannot remember the last time they got a positive result against Watford ever since they've been down in the championship never do well there always seem to get beat um, I think that will continue I've got them down for a 2-0 Watford win with everyone's favourite Manage who no one knows anything about and there's been a scourge of Middlesbrough in the past when I used to play for Newcastle pretty sure it's not the same player, but I have gone for Aspria. If it's Tino, he's doing well, as I'm pretty sure he's in his 50s now, so yeah. probably not the same guy. We close out the week with, as I said before, the tester for Mr Andrew Cook's medal when it comes to Nottingham Forest games, with Manchester City reigning, defending Premier League champions, taking on Nottingham Forest. Because I want to hear it more than anything else, Andy. Who have you got in your one 0 Forest away win to score?
0: You're close.
1: Done, oh god done,
0: done. Now let me just let me let me give you the method for the madness. The method is: this is a great way for Forest to put a stamp on the Premier League and say we're here to stay. So oh one. Oh. you goal
1: scorer from Man City silver uh, I, I, I don't actually know I think it, they have just signed him but I don't know if he's in the squad or if he's like remember, <sighs> Men- Bernardo no he got Bernardo Silva oh Bernardo Silva I thought it was like a, a different guy Bernardo Silva sorry
0: I was going to say I checked <laughs>
1: Did you? Oh no, I'm getting confused because the guy that just signed taken David Silver's old number. That's why I'm getting confused. Uh, you your goal scorer for
0: Forrest? Johnson, of course. He's gonna put one on the Man City boys.
1: The new Lewis sixty goal a season grabber is Brennan I need to get, seventy goal a season. I need to
0: get my one point at the end of the season, don't I? So I'm 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 willing it into existence.
1: Uh, Mr Woodmansey has gone for a 4-0 Manchester City win with Haaland to get two Foden and De Bruyne to score I'm not as optimistic as Stu as I've gone for a 5-0 Manchester City win with Haaland to get a hat-trick Alvarez and Mares to score Dare I ask Mr Moore how many have you got Forrest to win by
0: what I've
2: lived, as I have no friends. 19. Unoptimistic, just terrible. Bit. I've gone for Man City 4 0. Scorers? I've gone for Haaland to get two. Yep. Yeah. De Bruyne. De Bruyne. And is it Gundogan Gundawan. It, it's it's one of them ones. Yeah, I mean, it's what you got: Worrell, who's not fast; McKenna, who's not particularly fast; and Steve Cook, 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 who, lo- Cook who looks like he's had the hardest paper around in existence. Yet he's somehow only thirty-one or something like that. Holland just rampaging around the uh, the thing. The only the only thing that I can possibly see it, it, it doing anything is if. McKenna just hard bodies him early on, and he just don't fancy it. That that's that's the only thing I can see is if if McKenna can hard body him and get away with it early on, then maybe you can slow him down. But then you've got the other ten players that they've got. That...
1: Yeah, the one the one thing I would say that's potentially going in City, in in Forest's favour, sorry, is that apparently Peps come out this week and said that Harlan plays every game because they've got one game a week at them minute. When they move to start playing Champions League, like Carabao Cup, FA Cup games like that, when they're going to have three games a week or two games a week, he's not going to be starting every week.
0: Yeah, so,
2: he? he's not playing in the Barcelona Man City friendly today. He yeah, so to I've just had a text about that,
1: which I am uh, I'm, I'm yet to read in full, but it does sound that it's incredibly strange. Hmm. Um But yeah, so the, the one thing that. Might go in Forest's favour is the, the 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 infamous Pep rotation policy, where they bring in you know the likes of a Grealish who isn't as good as he thinks he is. Might work in their favour, but listen, they're Man City.
2: They're still going to have players that are incredibly yeah. good. They, they, they did a Forest. With a budget that's like ten times Forest's budget Yeah, you know? so everyone can complain about Forest spending a hundred million in the summer, but you know, but the weird, the weird thing gone. about City is the fact that I'm pretty sure they so they bought Haaland
1: for sixty or whatever it was, Phillips for forty plus. Um, who else did they sign that they dropped a bit of money on? But they sold Sterling for like 40 50 60 something like that. And who was he, the other big one they sold? Zinchenko. And Jesus, um, yeah. so they've probably got the best part of hundred and some million for those players. So their balance sheets, I think their balance the balance sheet's positive. So this, this season, <laughs> this season is positive. The <laughs> yeah, <it's>, year. This, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this one season. <laughs> but alas, that brings us to the end of this week's podcast thank you very much to Mr Cook thank you Mr Muller, or as his uh, as yep. his avatar says Mr Four Down 8 to go will they get any of those 8 this week I'm not sure but you know strange things three, have
0: three of them off Man
1: obviously <laughs> but yes thank you gents for joining me again obviously uh, Mr Woodmansey will probably be back next week once he's uh, managed to obtain some uh,
0: tropical some
1: connection but we'll see he may have just rage quitting anger i don't know but you know what if he listens back to this weeks and years that i've you know been you know introducing you thanking you being generally just nice he might just be like oh i'm not, I'm not having this <laughs> And just 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 full-on just you just see him just like tortures like he, he just unfollows me unfollows the cookie cast account on twitter does a kyla murray just burns all his bridges That's it. but we'll see but yes, I've said it again. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us uh, for another week of football based nonsense. And uh, we'll see you in about seven days' time. Thank you very much. Good night. All
0: right. So, there you go. What do you think to that? Even though we we're a man down, it's fine. I think we managed. I think we coped. I think so. Before you go, do consider like, share, subscribe, and comment. Leave any reviews you want to leave. Generally get the podcast out and around and, you know, put it in people's pockets. Things like that. You can also check out our website, cookiecast.com Over there we've got social media links and an email button. You can get in touch with us. Let us know who your favourite team is. That's it for this one. Till next time, I'm going to say bye and I'll see you then.